0: Listening to the Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown, from ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready, we're about to ignite change and inspire action. With me today is one of the most resilient, compassionate, and cool people I know. She is an author, speaker, podcaster and wellness advocate who delivers the most inspirational content for anyone searching to improve and transform their health and well-being. Thriving with cancer since 2013, her many accomplishments prove that all is possible if you truly believe. She is dedicated to empowering others to live meaningful lives, and she leads by example. She shares her wealth of knowledge on how to heal the mind, body, and spirit all of which have played a tremendous role in not only helping her survive, but thrive. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Nally Augustine in the house. Welcome to the show, Nally. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. Oh, you've, you've just done so many cool things. It's hard to not introduce <laughs> you in such a powerful way. Thank you. I appreciate it. So kind. So you were diagnosed with breast cancer at only 24 years old and have been documenting your journey since the very beginning. Exactly. How has living such a public life impacted your outlook on life, if at all? Oh my, it's been quite
1: the journey. I feel like it has benefited me more than, you know, been a disadvantage a lot of people are scared when it comes to sharing their lives with the public but for me I've just I've learned so much and also I've received so much support that I wouldn't have had had I not gone public with my journey um, I always tend to search for the beauty in everything and I feel like I don't know it for one everything I do, it just holds you accountable as well, whenever you, you do share your life with the world. And it also makes you realize that your life is, is beyond you, that um, life is not just happening to you, it's happening through you, I like to see it. Mm-hmm. And you just realize that um, everything I do, every step I take, it has a bigger purpose to it. And that is to, to serve and to change the world and to help others
0: on their journey. That's so beautiful. Thank you. You talk about change and changing the world. How do you view change?
1: I think change is the catalyst to growth, right? It's necessary. I think we are always changing. Our bodies indeed are always changing. Every day our cells are regenerating. Um, We're never the same person. Every second of the day, we always gain new knowledge but it's so easy for us to remain comfortable and stagnant and passive in life, just because often it's just it's safe. But to me, change is um, is growth. It's synonymous to growth,
0: and um, change can be exciting as well. I think it's important too that you mentioned that you know we're changing on a physiological level constantly. Mm-hmm. Because Mm -hmm. people convince themselves that, like, change is, like, the big, scary, unknown. But, I mean, it's happening every minute of every day. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Your your hair is growing. Your cells are regenerating. Your brain is, like, activating different
0: waves. And you're learning new things. You're constantly changing. It's so true. And you've – I think – you know, everyone goes through a lot of change. You in particular have experienced quite a number of changes over the last few years. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, that's an understatement. I'm sure you're rolling your eyes thinking, girl, you have no idea. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you received a clean bill of health in 2014. And mm-hmm. from what I've read and listened and heard, you totally lived life to the fullest for those three years. You wrote a guide for fellow Thrivers. You did a TEDx talk. You started your own talk show. And then the unimaginable happened in 2017. Can you talk to us a little bit about what changed in January of that year? Yes,
1: absolutely. So that was the year that I was hit with a recurrence. And not only did the breast cancer come back, it came back in the lungs. And when breast cancer spreads outside of the local area to other organs of the body, it is immediately stage four. There is no stage five. So that means I am living with stage four breast cancer, which is, quote, unquote, incurable. And I say, quote, unquote, incurable because as much as um, they say, when I say they, I say the medical world and... um, just medicine in general say it is incurable. I have, again, by being very public about my journey, encountered several cases of radical remissions and people who have defied the odds. And I believe, um, rather, I genuinely know that I will eventually be able to find my own cure
0: from within. That's I mean, it gives me goosebumps because there are some things that people are living with and their realities, you know, they just feel like how can they possibly go on? And despite your diagnosis, mm-hmm. you've been determined to, to thrive, not only for you, but to help others thrive too. Yes,
1: absolutely. I genuinely believe it is what I came here to do and that it brings purpose to this daunting disease. How
0: have you learned to like, love your new normal and thrive through adversity?
1: It hasn't been easy. And, like, just back to thinking about that date in January 2017, like you mentioned, it was literally the, the darkest of my darkest days. Like, I hit rock bottom. I mean, how can you not? Like, here you are being diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. And um, especially, like you had mentioned, I was now – put on this pedestal as like the pinnacle of hope for cancer survivors. And I felt like a failure, you know, I felt like, how, like how am I supposed to continue to share my journey when essentially I was the one saying, Hey, and I've now survived and this is how you do it. And so it's been, it was really tough for me, but then in the end when you really reach that low, it's like the world stops and you have no choice but to, you know, pay attention to your thoughts and your feelings and do some soul searching. And that's when I, I really realized that, that um, my lifeline was really holding on to um, the good in my life and the positivity. And essentially that's was that was always the message. It was never like, here's how you beat cancer. It was like, here's how I like have made it this far. And I've been living a very, happy and meaningful and purposeful life and so I guess I guess it was a matter of really just going so dark and having no choice but to finding the light
0: I love that you say that and I'm I I want to I guess challenge you in a very nice way (laughs) go for it I love challenges I see what you're doing and I see, you know, the journey that you've been on and you express kind of the behind the scenes, the peak behind the curtain of how you're thinking and how you're feeling. And while I appreciate that you're saying, you know, you reached that bottom and you kind of didn't have a choice, but to see the light, I, I would argue that you really did have a choice and it's you are, true. you made that choice.
1: It's true. You're absolutely right. And I think that's, um, Like when people ask me for my advice, it's true. You're often found at like that fork in the road where you always have that choice to go left or right. And, um, that, that key moment, that decision will change, uh, your destiny will change the outcome. You have like, there's uh, my, my, my favorite quote, as cliche as it sounds is that, you know, um, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it, right. Mm -hmm. That will change everything. So you're absolutely uh, right. I agree. It's not about um, not having a choice. It's actually about having a choice and and that is how you react to
0: your experiences. And you've continued to make that choice. And I just see so many doors opening for you and so many opportunities that are not just happening. I mean, these are things that you have created, that you have manifested, that you have planted the seeds for. And like, how does that feel to, to have so many, and I'm kind of keeping listeners in the dark right now and saying so many cool things, but can you tell us some <laughs> of the cool things that you've done and how that experience was for you?
1: Oh my gosh. It's like, where do I even begin? Right? Um, Yeah, I think that, and that's like the secret sauce. Everyone's like, how do you get these crazy opportunities? Um, And it's really having just been authentic and real and giving you guys, like pouring my heart out, like a diary and giving you guys the key to it. And in doing so, I guess some of my craziest accomplishments at the top of my head was um, we both have shared the experience of doing a TED Talk, right? Um, That was crazy. I started my own talk show back in 2017 while undergoing treatment for stage four cancer and even took it live. And it was a dream come true. I've partnered with major brands like Apple for the iPhone 10 campaign. I partnered with Rihanna for her Savage X Fenty lingerie. I have partnered with French Montana, um, doing campaigns for the American Cancer Society with some really, really cool people like DJ Khaled, Nea Eco um Kristen Chenoweth. I've traveled the world essentially going <laughs> on yoga retreats and healing retreats um, in Greece and Florida, and Boca Raton. Um, I've spoken worldwide and I've done conferences and I've met really cool people. I've done meetups. I've done everything that my heart desires literally um, has taken me just like it almost feels like a snap of a finger, and like it happened because I don't hold back. I don't let fear guide me. I don't. I, I guess that cancer has been almost. I used to say a gift, but now I, I guess cancer has been my biggest teacher rather than a gift because it's not a gift, and I would never ever wish that upon anyone because as much as I'm telling you all these positive things, it's, it's it's. hopefully I, I pray for the day that, you know, no one has to ever go through what I've been through, but um, cancer has just been my biggest teacher to live, really just live and take chances and take risks. And in doing so, yeah, I've had these wild opportunities.
0: I mean, I wasn't joking when I said she's one of the coolest people I know. I mean, <laughs> not just for these opportunities, but, Your willingness to lean into them and your curiosity. I mean, that's what I find the coolest. When you're posting and you're sharing what you're doing and I'm seeing you on billboards and I'm seeing you in Rihanna campaigns, like, yeah, that's cool. But what's even cooler is your ability to actually feel those moments and to walk away, yeah, with life lessons, and not just for you, but to continuously learn and use those experiences to inspire and give hope to others, whether or not they will ever understand what you have gone through. You're such a source of inspiration for so many people.
1: Well, thank you for getting that message, because I think um, that's the only reason why I say yes to these opportunities, because I see it as an even bigger platform to spread my message of hope and inspiration and, you know, living purposeful, meaningful lives, lives. And I'm glad that now it can reach far beyond, you know, the cancer community. Mm -hmm.
0: So you you talked a lot about staying positive and being positive for others and using these um, kind of every step of your journey as a learning lesson and using what you've created as a platform. But what happens in the moments where, you I imagine inevitably feel at some point not positive
1: absolutely I think that in order to heal it you have to feel it and these lessons that I am sharing come from those days that I don't feel positive and those are, days are um crucial points to just you know cry and stay home and Feel all the feelings and accept them and honor them because, um, and even take the time to then once you're done feeling them to analyze them, what's the source of these feelings? Where are they coming from? Why am I feeling this way? And sometimes it's just a matter of saying, Hey nally you're human. <laughs> you. you are human girl. So um, the days that I am not the most positive person, I just I go through them and, um, yeah, I stay home. I call a loved one. I cry on someone's shoulder because, um,
0: yeah, I'm as human as anyone else. Maybe because I have like this cerebral kind of outlook on life, I really hung on to what you just said about analyzing. <laughs> and I love it so yeah. much because it's like feeling and thinking and letting it out is so, so important. But what I find such an overlooked piece of the puzzle is understanding. Like, why am I mm. feeling this way? What is here that I can really, you know, unpack a little bit and get to the core of and so I can work on it further. Well, in fact, out of the many other crazy accomplishments that you said
1: I should mention, I should probably say that I've also been hosting um, Sacred Healing Women Circles every full moon with my Reiki master, Mama Oracle, called The Release. And essentially, that is what we do. We take the time to gather women and for them to do some inner work to actually feel the feelings because every full moon if anyone listening is a little more spiritual in that sense and believes in astrology and horoscopes and the full moon but the full moon your emotions and energies are are even um well you just higher at the highest level so um we take the time at the release at our events at our healing circles to feel feelings see what comes up we do little rituals and then we analyze our feelings. We take the time to see what, what's the source, because often like our fears aren't just like from what, I don't know, what just happened to you yesterday, or even in my case, like, oh, cancer. Sometimes it's even deeper than that, you know, and how we react, how sometimes, um, you know, our, our people who are angry and bitter it's not just because of their personality and they were born that way. It comes from something that they've been through or a certain trauma in their lives. So when you actually take the time to see why you're crying and why certain things trigger you and make you angry, it often stems from something like a deep, deep experience or some sometimes as far as your childhood. And I think even just realizing that like it makes you Gives you the capacity to be compassionate towards yourself. And that's that's a big one. That's the key to being resilient, to overcoming those dark days, is having
0: self-compassion. It's so important. And I imagine that through these events, which look absolutely magical, by the way. Thank they look you. So they incredible. are. They, they really are. So through these events and through just living so publicly, I imagine that while yes, you are showing compassion to yourself, that you are also someone who people turn to for compassion. Has that ever been a challenge for you to be that source of compassion for so many people?
1: It's it's definitely a big responsibility. Absolutely. Um, a challenge, I don't know, I guess I wouldn't say it's a challenge because I, I do believe we all have gifts and a purpose in life. And I, I, think I newly discovered, you know, talking about change, I think that's been my biggest shift is really getting to know what I'm good at and what I'm here for and why, just the why, why, why is all this happening? And I think I really believe that, you know, being there for others um, who are seeking for that compassion um, is something that I guess I've just been gifted with and it, really brings me joy and makes me feel fulfilled and um, I, I I, don't know I guess I enjoy it and I love it and I'm happy I can I'm happy that my journey can serve in that way.
0: Hmm. That's so nice it's I can not I can only even be begin to imagine. And I say that, I mean, super lightly because the reality is I can't imagine, but I, I follow mm-hmm. your story and I hear what you're going through and I can, I just have so much appreciation for what you do because there's a lot on your shoulders, and I'm sure on your mind and your heart with your own reality and what's what's happening in your body, in your, in your psyche. And then to have people open up and be vulnerable with you, I can imagine being so beautiful, but also a lot to take in. And I, and I don't mean that negatively. I just mean like, mm-hmm. I can imagine it kind of a wave of energy coming your way. Right. And is that, yeah, I mean, absolutely. you you love it, obviously. I mean, this is, it seems to really fill your cup. At any point, do you feel like I need to kind of step back and I need to just maybe shut down a little bit to oh, replenish?
1: 100%. I think in life, no matter what you do, you have to have boundaries. And that's something, again, talking about shifts and changes is something I realize is that um, in order to give, you have to learn to receive. And in order to, oh, that is my buzzer because we are recording this at home and someone is delivering probably an Amazon package oh that's okay we can have the Amazon
0: guy on let's see what it is
1: can we do an unboxing this is like an unboxing moment I have no clue what it could be are we doing this on the cat Yeah, earth? let's do it you know what's funny it's probably not even mine what? thank you well, that's your dog is like, all kinds I know of noise guy. for your podcast. It's not even <laughs> mine. I can't even open it, guys. Oh, it's darn. for my boyfriend's day. Well, okay. What was I saying? Was...
0: <laughs> you were saying that eventually you do need to kind of unwind, and no matter what you do, you have to kind of shut, oh, shut yes. everything down.
1: Yes. Not only to shut everything down, but to refill your cup. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite quotes and saying is that you should serve from the overflow. So you have to fill up your cup so that it's overflowing and it is with the, have other people drink from your overflow, but make sure that you have enough to replenish um, and hydrate yourself. And it's with the overflow that I've been able to serve all these years, because I say this all the time when people are like, how do you do it? Where do you get the energy? Um, how do you have, like, how, how are you not like, you know, like more sad stat- you have a stage four cancer diagnosis. Where do you even get like, you know, this perspective and this, just, yeah, the overall energy to do what you do. And every time I, I know, again, it may sound cheesy, but like, I'm so blessed with my, you know, amazing family, my boyfriend, my friends. Um, I, I'm, I don't know, I've just been so blessed with so much love. Um, people have been so generous. I have had so much support. And also by being so public with my journey, it's also humbled me because people share um, their stories with me all the time. And it's made me realize that not everyone has the simple things that I have. Even from just like having someone who's able to give me a ride to the hospital for treatment some people don't even have that so just imagine what it does to their mental to the how they feel to the anxiety it just it's like an an add on to the things they st- should stress about when really there are other things to worry about rather than just you know a simple ride that my dad gives me whenever i need it to the hospital when i'm not feeling well so it's like knowing that i have all this i have so much To give, and that's just been my secret. Is that whenever I do feel like my cup is running dry, then before I can go and help others, I have to refill and replenish my cup and make sure that I am drinking in abundance, so that yeah, I can give and serve from the overflow.
0: Oh, so so good. So I mean, there's you've got the support system, you've got a ton of love coming your way. You are Mm -hmm. so grateful. Like gratitude, just like oozes from, from you. Like I, you're just this little walking ball of excitement that is just like, you know, if it's whatever it is, is part of the journey. And I think that that's so admirable, but I want to take kind of a a rewind back down memory lane, if you will, where even with the support system, even with um, the love and these little things that you have really grown to be super, super grateful for and recognizing that not everyone has. I want to go back to when we brought the Nally Show live and everyone was really excited and this is an absolute dream come true and you made a super difficult decision to take a pause there. Yep. What was that That
1: was That was when I realized that it was time to refill my cup. (laughs) That's when the cup ran... Super dry, that like, yeah, like there was not a single drop left. That was also when I started getting, for the actually, for the first time ever, did I receive bad scan results because I've been used to, well, for one, the recurrence happened. Obviously, that was the worst scan result because that's when we identified that there was cancer in the lungs when I thought that I was cancer free. But then I had restarted treatment and then immediately upon restarting chemotherapy, thankfully the cancer reacted well to treatment and the nodules started to shrink. But then it came to a point where after I believe a year or a year and a half that um, there's just so much chemotherapy a human can undergo. Um, So I had stopped and we had moved on to hormonal therapy which should have kept the tumors stable. But it came to a point where it started to show progression, a little bit of growth. And that was like in the middle of like me trying to like, you know, launch season, I believe two of the Nally show. And, you know, this whole concept of always being on your grind, grind, grind. I know, Samantha, you are totally aware of that because (laughs) (laughs) you're all about hitting those goals and how to. Um, yeah achieve your wildest dreams and you do it so well and you have been non-stop also but then when you have this life-threatening disease you have no choice but to really slow down and that was hard for me because like you said the nally show live was a hit and it really helped people and i loved it and it was fun and i wanted to do another one but then receiving those scans was another big slap in the face and it just made me realize that you know maybe this is the pattern maybe this is the pattern that I I need to break and that is slowing down and focusing on the priority which should be your health really and Mm. making sure that you can be your 110% best self so that when I do get on stage you know you guys are seeing the best of me and so that was the hardest decision because I, at the same time I felt like that was what was fueling me was, you know, doing these projects and what I love. But I decided, you know what, let me just go on a bit of a hiatus. And I believe it was summertime. So I spent that summer traveling. I went to Costa Rica um, and I did all the little things that like, you know, I normally don't prioritize, which is just, like hanging out with my mom and going for a walk with my dog for like hours without a single like, plan after to hit a deadline or edit a video and make sure that it's out in time for motivational Mondays. Right. and Neil, Neil agrees. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that speaking of change and the catalyst to, you know, me realizing that it was important to refill my cup was exactly that moment was receiving those scanner, those scary scan results. And, um, taking the time to slow down and realizing how much it was actually benefiting me and my mind and my body and even made me even more like creative and excited to you know start maybe different projects that are more aligned with like just my spirit and um yeah that was that was indeed the moment
0: wow you're not just on a mission to own your story though right we've got like these pivotal moments in your life that you share, that you own, that you learn from and that you inspire others to learn from. But, and you know, as if that wasn't enough, you're rewriting the narrative on what it means to live with cancer. Like it has it become so much more than your journey. And what I love about your campaign with Rihanna for Savage X Fenty is that it pushes the envelope and challenges people's preconceived opinions about what living with cancer looks like. Exactly. So you look super fierce in that campaign. And I mean, always, but in this campaign, I mean, like, <laughs> there are like mega flames. <laughs> an incredible <laughs> campaign. Oh my. And I imagine most people looking at you, not just in that campaign, but in general, wouldn't have the slightest clue what you're going
1: through. Exactly. There was a bit even of a, a backlash there because if you don't read the captions or take the time to educate yourself, um, which is what I love to do when I, to take advantage of October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which you know go beyond the pink ribbon is to actually spread real hard awareness. And that is that you know cancer doesn't always look like what you see in the movies, and it's not about, you know just ha- it's not your typical por- portrait of the girl with the bald head or hooked up to the machines and in the hospital. And especially when it comes to stage four, because stage four is known as the terminal cancer diagnosis. So when they see women like me and Stephanie on a Rihanna campaign in the Savage X Fenty lingerie, looking (laughs) healthy and hot and bold, and yeah, working (laughs) it—that was like quite the challenge for me, by the way. (laughs) But they're like, what is this? How is this cancer? But that's, that's, that's the main message right now. It's to prove that, um, you know, when you have cancer, it doesn't mean that it's the end. And you could actually not obviously the goal is to heal completely from it and just, but also that you can live very well with it. And um, that message was, especially directed towards women who get a recurrence, who get a stage four diagnosis and that, you know, your mind is your most powerful tool. And when you get that diagnosis, you do immediately think that this is the end. How can you not? You're told you're incurable. You do do a quick Google and you know, statistics are not in your favor, but just to think that there may be that woman out there who got the same diagnosis and then they stumble upon our campaign and they're like, what? These girls have stage four cancer? And to think how much that would like change them because I know how much it would have helped me. In fact, finding Stephanie and other stories of women who are beating the odds were indeed what like filled me with so much hope and, got me out of bed in the morning so that's what I really hope the campaign does for others
0: and I think it's hitting just that I mean no matter what change is happening in people's life the necessity for education is so important we need to educate people on why the way that they're thinking is either a limited perspective or outdated or Mm -hmm. perhaps just not the full picture you know it doesn't mean that they're wrong it just may be that there's more to it absolutely So for those listening who are met with either judgment or preconceptions in the face of change, what advice could you give to them for pivoting a conversation or kind of forging their own path?
1: Share your story. I think that no one in the world will ever have the same story as you, but in sharing it, you have no idea who's going to relate to you. And that's really all I've been doing. I'm not really, you know, you know, when you say I'm here disrupting the narratives and changing what it looks like um, to have a stage four cancer diagnosis, really all I'm doing is just sharing my life. And, mm. and that's what's happening as a result. And so if anyone is going through a tough time and, you know, they're seeking for answers but they're not finding anything they can relate to my best advice is to share yours because your vibe attracts your tribe and love it whatever you put out that's what you're going to receive in return I would have never had the community that I have with like-minded people um, if it weren't for me putting myself my true self out there
0: Mm. We have just scratched the surface on your journey, but for people who want to know more about you, about your lifestyle and what it looks like to kind of be in your shoes and facing some of the things you're facing with and enjoying the life the way you do, and perhaps some of the things that you might be afraid of, you have your own podcast where they can now get a regular dose of Nally. Can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yes,
1: it's Thriver Talks. Actually, every Thursday we launch an episode and really it's me and Stephanie who are co-hosting it together and we're sharing everything we do from our mindset to our diet to our alternative and complementary therapies. Um, Everything we do, all the questions that you may already have at the top of your mind for me are probably going to be answered in Thriver Talks which is available on all major podcast platforms but we are doing that because we are going to have all of those all of that wisdom all of that knowledge all of those episodes into one book really soon it's the Thriver's Guide the Thriver's Guide is how to heal and live your best life beyond cancer and um, we are working really hard to get that out for 2020 um so that's where you can go but if you want to just follow my life i'm most active on instagram these days just because i like it it's efficient it's fun um (laughs) so my handle is nally augustin at n-a-l-i-e a-g-u-s-t-i-n and my website is nally.ca which is my blog if you want to go even deeper
0: amazing so i'm going to make sure to put all those handles and the link to thriver talks in the show notes can you give us like a little sneak peek at what to expect with the book. I know you said there are some questions that are being answered, but like, I've followed guys, um, Thriver, not, is it the thriver's guide? Is that what you're calling it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, exactly. it has its own Instagram account, which you should be following. I'll also drop <laughs> into that, but can you give us a little peek behind the curtain of what we can expect?
1: Ooh, I'm giving you guys an exclusive sneak peek because no one's actually asked that yet so <laughs> you don't know what you don't ask
0: for <laughs> Ooh, exactly
1: yes absolutely what it is it's going to be in three parts the book which is mind body spirit and because it is co-authored by Stephanie and I um, each chapter say well I'll give you guys even a little more of a deeper sneak peek. Um, For example, chapter one is um, about being your own best advocate, uh, which is very essential to be the CEO of your health. And Mm -hmm. so it starts off with exactly what I just mentioned, the importance of being the CEO of your health. And then stories, very like deep, personal, never heard before stories from me about moments in my life that were... Again, being in the fork of the road, that fork in the road and having to make really life changing, difficult decisions, but making them myself and how it's made a
0: complete
1: 360 um, in my journey um, and life changing really decisions that I had to make. Um, And then Stephanie gives anecdotes on her journey um, about even her being misdiagnosed and how she really had to take the wheel of uh, come jump back into the driver's seat and take the wheel and find a different um, hospital and a different oncologist who ended up saving her life, and wow. then we give hard tips and tools at the end of each chapter to essentially teach you how to be your own advocate and give you you know questions to ask. Uh, the oncologist that you are to hire because you are the boss of your healthcare, and these people are working for you so that's why it's called the thriver's guide because it's something we want you to be um, we want you to be able to take with you wherever you go and flip through the end of each chapter and have these tools to help you thrive through and beyond cancer
0: Oof! oh so good I cannot wait I cannot wait I mean this is going to be an excellent read whether again this is a reality that you faced or not I think you I I, I Mm -hmm. for sure know more about your story than Stephanie's but in following both of you there's just so much to learn and so much to gain from your stories that can be applied across all walks of life
1: absolutely I think cancer has just been one big analogy to you know life's most difficult challenges and there is no hierarchy to, you know, what's hard and everyone has a story and my mine may be cancer, someone else may be divorced, another person may be, you know, having an autistic child and someone else might just be, you know, in an existential crisis of not knowing what they want to do or pursue in life and having to leave a job and just feeling like they're in that dark hole that I've been talking about. Um, I believe that the Thriver's Guide is going to be a guide for anyone to navigate through these um, difficult times. And I can't wait for people to, to have it in their hands soon because I also think it's going to be a great gift to give um, mm-hmm.
0: a friend, a fellow Thriver, anyone you love. Absolutely. It has been such a pleasure having you, Nellie. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for sharing hope
1: thank you for having me your questions um were self-reflective on their own so it was really uh, really great to be able to um, dive deeper into yeah my journey so thanks for your great questions
0: my pleasure friends thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the catalyst with samantha chris if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode until next time I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.